Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Afghans who formerly served with Canada's armed forces in Afghanistan and plead to enter this country, many of them remain left out of this nation with their lives threatened by the Taliban. You know, we've we've spoken with interpreters in Afghanistan who talked about the danger they were in and the fears they had for themselves and their families, and we've heard reports that some have been horribly murdered by the Taliban. Other interpreters who are lucky enough to get out of the country are seeking shelter in other countries, including Ukraine. Now, for about 10 years, we've been speaking with Left Behind Alex, an interpreter for the Canadian Armed Forces in Afghanistan for more than a year. He's now in the United States, but his dream after working with Canadian forces for more than a year has always been, and he's expressed this since day one, is to live in Canada, to come to Canada. Uh, it hasn't happened for him. He's filled out the forms. He's written to the prime minister. He's written to the official opposition leader. He's written to members of parliament. They've essentially said to him, not much we can do for you, but good luck. So we're going to talk with Left Behind Alex now. And uh, joining him is uh, his former commanding officer, his former officer with the PPCLI, and that's Major Alexander Watson. Major Watson did try to intervene for Alex uh, before he left Afghanistan, before Major Watson did. And with us as well is Major General Dean Milner, who's the former commanding officer of the Canadian Armed Forces in Afghanistan. Uh, Alex, we also know your real name is Sajad. Congratulations, baby boy, three weeks old. How are you? Oh, well, first of all, thank you very much for letting me in in the show. So thank you very much. Uh, well, thank you about that. Yeah, he's doing really good and he's uh, growing. But my my other boy, he's so jealous about it. Well, you'll take care of that. Your dad. Yeah, sure. I was at home for 21 <laughs> days, you know. Yeah. Hey, tell us, please, remind our listeners, some of whom will be hearing you for the first time, others have heard you many times over the last 10 years on this program. Why is it so important for you to come and live in Canada? A good question. So once again, I would like to emphasize on we served in uniform. I know we didn't. I mean, we were unarmed, but we served on, I mean, in uniform on the front lines in Afghanistan alongside CAF members. We were as cultural advisors and interpreters. We came under attack. We survived. We sacrificed. So our, our biggest dream was to come to Canada and live in peace and tranquility. But that dream never came true for me. Uh, I mean, what I, what I want from Canada or Canadian government authorities to let me in legally. I came all the way from Afghanistan, very close. I'm in the United States. I don't want to cross the border like an illegal immigrant. I want to be welcomed equally like other interpreters. There was, an, there was a program ended. I couldn't succeed. I mean, I couldn't go, go through that program because the program was so short. It was a special immigrant program. I wasn't aware of it. And I, I just want to be welcomed and I want to be treated equally. Yeah, I should tell our listeners that you're in the United States because as you were an interpreter in Afghanistan, you worked with some of the other militaries who were there, including the American military, the Australians, and the Polish Special Forces. But your dream after working with Canadian forces for more than a year 
was and remains to come to Canada. Let's talk to Major Alexander Watson, formerly of the PPCLI, who commanded the unit that Alex was in. Major Watson, do you want to say hello to Alex? Alex, how are you? Good, good. I'm really humbled listening, I mean, uh, your voice. I'm mean, really pleased to have you on the show. How are you doing, sir? How is your family doing? Uh, well, everybody's really well. I'm not Major Watson anymore. I'm a lawyer now, so I don't know if that means yeah, I'm yeah. up in your esteem or down in your esteem. <laughs> That's a good question. Anyway, That's another show. If you were a lawyer right now, even if you were a lawyer right now, but still, I am thankful you for your services for the every every man and woman in uniform who served and sacrificed in Afghanistan. That's we still appreciate it. We didn't. We never forget it. Well, you know what was interesting was. Uh, you know, we would come and go for a six to nine month tour. I did three tours in southern Afghanistan between 2002 and 2009. But the interpreters just stayed there. You know, they, you know, I remember being in a in a gun battle where my personal interpreter, Hamayun, as soon as the guns started firing, he just rolled underneath the building and started eating a chocolate bar. I mean, he was so used to the violence and, uh, you know, he'd endured it for a decade by that point that he thought it was time to eat a chocolate bar. So, no, the interpreters really, really bore the brunt in a way that, you know, the soldiers always got to go home, uh, you know, yeah. except for the ones who didn't, obviously. I'll call you Major Watson, uh, if you don't mind. Um, Major, I've heard from others who served with the interpreters like Alex, and actually a, a soldier who served with Alex, that these interpreters saved Canadian lives simply because of their willingness to go out into battle unarmed, knowing they'd be primary targets for the Taliban, and because they not only knew the language, but they knew the customs, and they knew how to warn Canadian soldiers from situations which might have cost them their lives. is Would you support that? Oh, that's exactly true, Roy. So, I mean, every time we, you know, left the wire, we did it with interpreters, and we were walking ground that was laden with explosives. Those interpreters were walking on the very same ground that we were, uh, they were riding in the exact same vehicles that we were that got struck. And in fact, their families were in danger as well, because, uh, you know, if the Taliban found out that they were working for the coalition, their families were in danger as well. So, you know, their danger, in fact, was multiplied over what we were enduring. Okay. Major General Dean Milner, who was a former commanding officer of Canadian forces in Afghanistan. Major, Mil Major General Milner has been on this program on a number of occasions, and we've talked with him about the situation in Afghanistan, and the general has been involved with and continues to be involved in an effort to get interpreters and Afghan citizens who served Canada's purposes uh, during that 10-year period into this country. General Milner, good to talk to you again. What do you make of Alex's situation and the fact that when he contacts the federal authorities, what he gets back is, well, not much we can do for you. Good luck. Well, it's always great to be on your show, Roy, and uh, and it's great to hear Alex's voice. Uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of our interpreters. Uh, I've got countless stories myself, uh, and uh, we never, we will never stop trying to to bring you great Afghans in into Canada. As a matter of fact, I was just talking to my old battle buddy Ahmed Abibi a few minutes ago. But uh, and good to hear your voice. Uh, we'll say Major Alex as well i mean the time that you spent over there in afghanistan well done to you lawyer side i'm not quite sure but uh but anyway it, it it's uh you know there's it's inexcusable roy um the fact that he's you know alex has tried with our government uh 
to, to come into Canada just does not make sense that we've even said no. Um, the bureaucracy is, is just, it's getting in the way too many times. And, uh, you know, there's no reason. We need to get Alex uh, into the country. Um, tell, it's like pulling teeth sometimes. We've, we've, we've pulled in about 700 over the last couple months. Our, our Am and Lara team, who's been doing some great work, um, is, is still pulling in Afghans as we speak. Uh, but it has slowed of late with Ukraine and other things on the go. But uh, but yeah, it's just it's just inexcusable. We we need to get Alex and his family into the country. Um, thank goodness he's in the United States. I mean that that's that's a good start, but it's not not uh, far enough, you know. Yeah, uh, Major Watson, you uh, interceded on yeah. Alex's behalf, did you not? You officially d- tried to help him get get into Canada. Tell us about that and what the result was. So, you know, I owe the biggest apology to Alex because at the end of my, my third and final tour, you know, we did get some of the interpreters out and all my personal interpreters that worked with me, we had a large pool of about two dozen, you know, my personal interpreters, we got out and we identified other interpreters to get out under the special immigration program at that time. And Alex was just quite frankly missed at that time. So I got involved in Alex's file around about 2014 um, when I was brand new to lawyering. Uh, and we tried all different kinds of uh, means and methods to get Alex in here. We wrote all kinds of letters and we got, you know, nothing, you know, at that particular juncture, six, seven years ago, there was just no appetite or interest in the Afghan file whatsoever. And of course, it just meant that we missed so many of those people because that immigration program had been closed at that point. Our argument at that point was that the program should be reopened. It was a good program. It worked well. Um, and it was just unfortunate that so many got missed. Alex, as you've been listening to uh, to Major Watson and uh, General Milner, what are you thinking? What do you want Canadians listening to this program right now to know about you and to know about your fellow interpreters? Who knows where? We don't know where they are. What What do you want to tell Canadians? Well, first of all, I would like to thank Major, Major uh, General D. Milner for being on the show and doing such Great, great work for the interpreters, especially for the left behind ones. And as well, uh, I would like to thank once again, Major Alexander Watson. He was doing really, really good job and he's still doing it, you know, and supporting the uh, former interpreters. So what I want to tell the listeners is that, um, they have to track, uh, where the interpreters are. They need to be pulled out, extracted out and, and being brought to safety in Canada or anywhere else, I mean, at the moment. I know I'm safe, but I don't feel safe at all because the rest of my bodies, they're not feeling safe. They're not in a safe environment. You might be in danger still. And uh, the, the listeners, they understand what we're talking about. We're talking about families, not only the uh, one individual who helped or assisted the Canadian or CAF members. We're talking also about their families, about their children, infants, uh, they need to be in a, a safe place. I mean, ASAP. Yeah. General Milner, to hear Alex, and I've heard him for 10 years now, and I've heard other interpreters, and you've spoken to more interpreters than I have. And and um, Major Watson, you've spoken to more interpreters than I have, and you were there. You were both in Afghanistan. To hear him, to know the situation the way it is, to know the Prime Minister said, you were there for us, we're going to be here for you now. General Milner, 
we've let them down. We're letting them down. It's federal government indifference, which is keeping Alex out of the country. Am I overstating things? No, I don't think you are, Roy. I, I you know, this is this has been wait. It's been far too long. Uh, the situation in Afghanistan continues to deteriorate. Um, you know, we're seeing some movement, but it's not enough. You know, the prime minister said 40,000. Uh, I don't think it's 10,000 that we've got out. But again, the numbers, I would think more 7,000. But we still got so much work, more work to do. And it's just it's 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 unacceptable how slow the process is. Um, we're, we're teamed up working with them, but we're just the, the, the situation. It's just not moving fast enough. So we need to continue to put pressure on this government. Uh, they've been they've been a little bit thrown off with the Ukraine, but it doesn't matter. We we can do two things at once. Um, so yeah, we, we need to we need to get you in in the Canada, Alex, and and we need to get your Afghan friends and and the great Afghans that worked alongside of us in Afghanistan out because the situation continues to get worse. So yeah, it, it's unacceptable. Yeah, General, the federal government giving you any money to help get the interpreters out? We we have received money, uh, but that has stopped uh, fairly recently. Um, we need to get that going again um, the, with with the Ukraine and and another situation. They've they've stopped uh, the money, but uh, we believe that that's going to be restarted uh, okay. soon. It needs to be restarted soon. Uh, because we've got Afghans in safe houses and, and we have, you know, we've got teams of, of, of great Canadians that are still trying to get these, our, these great Afghans out. So we need continued support um, and, uh, and we, need, we need it now. Major Watson, what do you think that uh, veterans of the Afghan campaign, Canadian veterans listening right now, what are you thinking? Well, I got two thoughts, right? One is, you know, they're our brothers and sisters. I mean, they fought with us, so the bombs are extremely close. They endured everything we endured. And like I said, they endured it year after year after year. You know, there was no let up for them. And the second thing is the interpreters that, you know, that I, I have worked to get out of Afghanistan are now in Canada. They're the best possible Canadian citizens you could ever imagine. I mean, they already speak English. Uh, they're extremely resourceful. These are the, these are the smart, the quick, the resourceful, those that show initiative, you know, they've become salesmen, they've become uh, big in the uh, contracting and construction world. Uh, they're metal workers, they're body workers. These are people with all kinds of training and abilities that will only make Canada better. So those are the two thoughts I would add. Okay. One thing, uh, Sajjad, uh, last thing, and I'll tell the prime minister or any of his representatives, if they want to know where you are, I'll provide them that information. But if you could say one thing, and we only have about 20 seconds, what do you say? What do you want to say to Mr. Trudeau? I want to say to Mr. Trudeau, he has to help those who really deserve. I mean, help the Afghan interpreters. They serve alongside CAF members. They sacrifice. They need to be in safe place. But if Trudeau was to turn his back on, I mean, his back on them, that's not fair at all. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.